And we live, baby! Let's go! I am Mike Busey, but you already knew that, and you're listening to The Mike Busey Show. And as always, I'm joined by my wonderful, talented, heterosexual life partner, Miguel Colon Jr. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Right now, Miguel, everyone is wondering, is this a bonus podcast episode, or is this a regular episode? They have no and how how long will this go in? Because by now they're like, "Fuck this! I'm fast forwarding and see what happens in an hour into it." You know, and you know what we should do. I was thinking today, is it just a fuck of them even more <laughs> randomly? It fast forward drop no, spots. We we send them back to the first episode. So from this episode on forward, if this was a bonus podcast episode, is it a bonus or is it not? Uh, the last four shows have been. Yeah. And I can tell people that are members, they are fucking glad they signed up. Because right now, I would say for the first time, knock on wood, in, in many years, I feel like we got our shit together. I, I feel like too, we're man. cranking it out. We're getting content out. We're cranking out podcasts. Today, we just watched a video that Aaron shot from Models Weekend, and it was fucking fire. Uh, fire. Chris, Chris shot it, too. I directed and uh, I think Steven might have been standing around doing something. I don't know. Uh, it, was a, it was a big production. Courtney and this lovely new model we, that we met, um, we've been, it's, it's fucking fire. Literally fire. Hot, naked chicks, fire truck, flamethrower. It is sexual water hose scene. I love how, and, and we did this, and videos do this. Anytime there's a fire truck, there's always like a flamethrower, and I'm like, that's not what firemen do. Yeah, that's the opposite. Well, like, the f- there's no fire department that's got a flamethrower in the truck. They're like, you know the adage, fight fire with fire, and then they're just standing there. The whole neighborhood's burned down. They're like, we may have not thought that one correctly. Well, the crazy thing is, we filmed for hours in the freezing fucking cold. That's because. For the last couple weeks, it's been cold as fuck. And you guys give a shit, man, when you're not from Florida. You're like, oh my God, you guys fucking pussies. And here's the thing I get it. So when it's like 30 degrees here, it's cold as fuck for us. And I get it. You guys in Chicago, you guys in DC and New York, you're like, you've never been in one degree. I get it. You guys are right. Our cold ain't shit compared to yours. But. When you fuckers come over here and it's 107 degrees, Wah. yeah, and you're like, oh my Wah. god, it's so hot, I'm gonna die. I can't we don't, breathe. We don't fuck with you. We don't give them shit. I tell you, when I do fuck with them, when you see these Northerners get all excited about a hurricane coming to like fucking North Carolina, Virginia, I'm like, fucking pussies. And then, then you start feeling bad. You're like, oh, I forgot that infrastructure ain't made for these <laughs> yeah. hurricanes. There goes Coney Island. Yeah. <laughs> Say goodbye to their favorite fucking carny ride, motherfucker. When you guys come here to Disney World and you're passing out in the fucking heat because it's 114 degrees in humidity, none of us stand over you and wait till you wake up and we're like, fucking pussy. No, we rush and get you water and we're like, oh yeah, you guys aren't used to this. But the minute we start talking about the cold, they're like, look at these fucking homos can't deal with 25 degrees. It's not usually 25 degrees here, so we're not used to it. And when it comes, it's a surprise. But even worse, though, too, is when you guys come visit here, you come for the holidays, you come into Florida for Disney World, and all you did was pack shorts, and then you realize it's going to be 27 all week, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? Why is it so cold? Yeah. Yeah, It gets cold here. It's it's been kind of, all right, it's, we've been very blessed, I'd say the last five or six years, that it only gets cold 
like two weeks out of the whole year. Never gets cold on Christmas. Never gets cold on Christmas. And it's always fucking 80 degrees on Christmas. 80 fucking degrees on Christmas with humidity and, and a possible lightning storm. Yeah, so it's been a little weird for us Floridians. And it got to the the high 20s last yeah. weekend. And everyone was freaking the fuck out. But I tell you this, the minute it gets to like the mid-60s, every woman in Florida is whipping out her Uggs and all the sweaters and coats and shit that she can't wear the rest of the year. I love it because I'm fat and I sweat very easily, so... I like to go out and drink, and like I, I'm like I can wear some nice uh, thick shit, yeah. you know, and not feel so bloated. And we look better because it's thicker clothes we're wearing. Yeah. You know, it so compliments us. Our, our figure yeah. is better. It, the worst time of the year for being fat in Florida is like mid July. It's 119. Mm-hmm. De- you guys notice how it keeps getting hotter every time I talk. It's 119 degrees outside, and uh, I'm wearing a, a collared shirt that's soaked in my sweat. Uh, as a fat dude. Florida, I don't. I, I honestly, do I didn't bring not, my sweat rag with me the last couple of weeks. I know I normally you, keep you my little com- sweat rag to dab my forehead. You haven't complained about it being hot either. Yeah, it's been great. I honestly don't know how anyone settled Florida until they invented air conditioning. Like when people were wearing wool, wool and powdered wigs, how did anyone say this is where we're going to move to? Think about like the mosquitoes and shit. Just how domesticated and civilized and upbuilt the infrastructure is now. Think about how yeah. the fuck they were doing a hundred years ago. It was all swamp. All hot as fuck. Big ass alligators everywhere. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. You I mean, they're still everywhere, but. Yeah, but now they're a little bit in check. Like, now now alligators, like, and what you guys don't know is when you come visit Florida, this is what we always hear from tourists. They're like, you think there's any alligators in there? Yes. The yeah. answer is yes. I don't think you can even go a mile away from wherever you're standing in Florida without being near an alligator. And that's what people don't get about how, like, hi, mate, it's called alligators <laughs> here, this? mate. This is every accent thrown together. No, that was my Australian one. No, well, Australians have crocodiles everywhere, so they wouldn't worry. No, it's, they, it's not the ones that are dead in the middle or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Australia's like a big-ass desert island. <laughs> yeah. That motherfucker got crocodiles everywhere in the motherfucker. All the coast, at least. Yeah, the coast, but yeah. my the Australian accent was from the inland. <laughs> he a, was the inland. That Australian. was an Ayers Rock accent in inland Australia. Yeah. He, he he fucking he used boomerangs and shit to hunt his prey. <laughs> he traveled on foot. <laughs> hey mate, you got all the fucking crocs in here? <laughs> fucking give me a while. It's bloody hot in here. Shit, fucking Florida. <laughs> hey, take me to Raleigh Wall. <laughs> now it's, it's been so fucking cold. And uh, we had talked about this. Well, if you're not a member, you didn't hear about it. But we've been going on these crazy late, late. I'm talking three, four, five in the morning fucking four-wheeling adventures. And we discovered a whole new territory. We could probably talk about, is this going to be a, a bonus episode or, or not? Nah? You know what? No. Oh. I made the declaration. No. You're a gracious king. Everybody listening right now, you Grand. listen. This is a full-on episode for you. Your it may only granted. be an hour long, but it's going to be a full-on episode for Your you. Your wish is granted, not <laughs> You know what? Though? We have been. We've been going on these four-wheeling trips uh, deep, in, deep in the woods, right behind the house. There's a secret way Surrounded to get there. Surrounded by alligators. Yeah, and it, it's, it's Lake Apopka, and it's a wildlife preserve, and we're not supposed to be there. That's what makes it even more fun. And, Trespassing. Uh, yeah, and we've been taking the four-wheelers out at night. And uh, I'll be I'll be honest, like it's made me want to buy a four wheeler. Like uh, I want to buy a four wheeler bad. Yeah, no, we we should definitely get like we have four. four to eight we of have them. four now. So if we had well, eight, we of have them. like one. If you put them all together, yeah. so Mike's like, didn't if you have Mr. Brakes. Potato Head our fucking four wheelers. We got one working one. Mike's four wheeler that he took out didn't have brakes. 
The one I took out didn't have a light to it. So I don't even know how to get my other one in, in reverse. So, so my, like, if I got to go in reverse, I had to jump off the bitch and then fucking, like, Oh, that's why you, you kind of got stuck in that middle when we were turning around. Yeah, I was like, Ooh. It was the Austin Powers turn in the middle of the night in the woods. Yeah. And it's like one inch, one inch, one inch. And then at one point, I got, hey, no lie. So at one point, guys, I was all the way in the back. And I turned the corner, and I didn't see you guys, and I turned the corner and caught up with you guys, but I don't have any headlights, so all I know I've been riding behind you for miles, yeah, you like Mike's, fucking Grimace on a tricycle in the Mike's, dark. Mike's riding fucking behind riding me. around with a fucking Wu-Tang hoodie on yeah. and shit. Mike's behind me, but remember, he doesn't have brakes, so like, the closer he gets to me, the more I'm like, get the fuck back, you don't have brakes. Yeah. And then, he's riding behind me trying to use his headlight, but all it's doing is I'm seeing my shadow in the, where I need to see stuff with the fucking with an ATV right behind me. But at one point when we were cruising, we we're cruising. I mean, we're deep in the woods. I feel like a Lo- Lois and Clark, man. We were fucking discovering new territories. <laughs> Lewis and Clark. Lois and Clark are Superman and his girlfriend. Yeah, them too. <laughs> <laughs> Got me there. You know, I've never been a good pronunciator. <laughs> pronunciator. <laughs> I had the history book chapter open up in my mind. I literally saw them. In the little canoe? <laughs> yeah, and, and just going through fucking canyons and plains and yeah. fucking discovering new territories. Uh, I, <laughs> well, and then I also had the motherfucker flying with his bitch hand in hand, flying to the sky. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I'll show you the Grand Canyon, bitch. It's Superman and a dude in a coonskin hat flying in the air. He's <laughs> combined them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but when we were riding and I kind of got I got behind you guys for a little bit and I caught up. Remember, I don't have any lights. And so Mike was the only four-wheeler in front of me now and Rowdy and his homeboy Mike were a little ahead of us and this is like when there was a lot of switchbacks and turns. Courtney was holding on to you so tight. I couldn't see Courtney behind you anymore and I'm cruising and I'm like, "Is this Mike?" And I started getting freaked out because I was like, I don't see Courtney behind him. And this dude is just crazy. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, what was even crazier, when we got back to the castle finally at 5 in the morning, my throttle cable's fucked up. And there's no brake. So I get up to the gate and I'm I'm getting ready to like wait for someone to open up the app to open up the fucking gate and my shit ain't stopping and he's like and it started climbing started the climbing gate climbing up the gate like tearing down plastic fiberglass gold skulls <laughs> fucking every I'm like oh shit and I'm like I hope they like I had to like go luckily they had seen my shit get real like rammed up for no reason just randomly sitting there so yeah we got some. Some jank ass. What? I mean, here's four-wheelers. the thing. If you have a four wheeler out there and you did you want to keep it parked here, we might take it out every now and then. And if it breaks, we'll we'll fix it. But we would love to house some homeless, uh, abandoned four wheelers or any ATVs. If you want to fucking leave them at our house, let us know. We'll let you go ride. You might have signed some paperwork and shit. However, uh, we would love to add to our collection. Here's the thing: we have the mechanical abilities to fix and keep up with anything. However, we have so much shit that was never kept up with. Before. We're in the aerospace industry now. We're out there fucking we're painting, painting air- airplanes, a uh, 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 fucking seaplanes and shit. We're like a real deal like operation out here. Yeah, but we can't get these motherfuckers. We got like four, six, eight four wheelers and. All of them together, you know, they got a they got a certain deficiency. Each one of them, nothing they, 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 we did. We inherited yeah. them. We bought them for some jank ass fucking dude who sold. Yeah, man, these are great. You'll fucking love them. They work. They work great. And then fucking, we we yeah. had a history of being like, wow, this price is too good to be true. And then we're like, oh, it was. It was. Yeah. We definitely we've bought some we bought some shit in the past that we're like, are you sure this is right? And then the, the person who sells it to us. 
is always like a third party because there's like a friend of ours who's like, this is a good deal. That are their fucking crisis actors. Like, yeah. no, this thing's great. <laughs> Put the key in and start it right up. I promise you'll love this bad boy. There's the same jank-ass dude selling us everything. He pretended to be the dude with the one-eyed dog to sell us the ring. Yeah. He's the dude in Tennessee who sold us the lowrider. It's just yeah. the same guy traveling around making his living off of us. The same the same fucking uh, father fake crying on Sandy Hook was like over here selling me a goddamn <laughs> Honda four-wheeler fucking staring into the staring in my eyes like no Mike this four-wheeler is gonna take you to new journeys never had a problem with it I'm only selling it because my daughter needs to go to college we're like I don't see any bolts on the tires that makes it lighter there's no bolts on the wheels so you can go anywhere and then here's the deal this is how our hierarchy of mechanics have always worked one mechanic will be like you should buy that and that means they just want that toy and then Another mechanic after we buy it will be like, you should have never bought that. And then our mechanics will get in a squabble with each other. Oh, that's the worst. And then th- this is how the squabble. So, and is, we're just, we're just talk, you're talking about my whole life for the yeah. last five years. The best is this, though. Maybe plus, 10. We'll get uh, like Mike's lowrider, like Mike's uh, Cadillac. Uh, the mechanic's like, I don't know, Mike. I don't think you should have bought it, but I'm going to fix it. So he halfway fixes don't it. Don't worry, and Mike. It, I'll get you right. And it doesn't fix. Then we bring a new mechanic in. He's like. Oh man, you're like, and then the thing is, it's not even like they're lying because he's like, your last guy used fishing string to tie the carburetor to the engine. And we're like, no, he didn't. And we look in there, we're like, God damn it. And then he's like, don't worry, Mike, for $8,000, I'll fix this. And you're like, here's the $8,000. And then it doesn't work. And the guy's like, I don't know what I can tell you. And then the new mechanic comes in, he's like, Mike, they use JB Weld instead of bolts to put this on. And Mike, like, what you need to do is take it to a real mechanic, a real shop, and, and you know, the, they we took sh- it to a real shop we multiple spent times. Fourteen thousand dollars on it. They got it to run for like twenty minutes, and then they were like, "I don't know, I don't know." And then they always try to die. they always try to show us the worst. They're like, "Well, I think the big problem is we found this wrench in the fuel tank." Cool. Why doesn't the electrical system work? They're like, "I don't know. It could be the wrench is staticky or something." I'm I'm literally I, I fucked some gypsy mechanic's fucking daughter and. He's got a curse on me. Who's the person you think you fucked over the most in life? And then track them down. Nobody. I haven't fucked any. That's the thing is I I put out good energy into the universe. Even when in my younger, dumber days, I've like reconciled and made right and, and called people up and wrote letters and shit. You know, there was there was a gig one time that Don Vito had to do and he got court ordered to go to rehab and we collected the deposit. And, you know, that bitch was gone. You know, obviously <laughs> that paid some bills right away. And uh, he wasn't able to do it. And I, I told the guy, I said, hey, um, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to reschedule a date? And he was so mad. He was like, no, we're not rescheduled these. Fuck these. <laughs> he was Russian. And, was that Russian? Yeah, I was like, that's Russian. <laughs> He's no, like, we no, I want my money. I want it now. This is back in like the MySpace days. And I was like, hey, well, I don't want to tell you, uh, my guy, he's in fucking court-ordered rehab, doesn't have none of his shit and stuff, and, yeah. you know, I can get back to you on it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, no, I want my money now, you motherfuckers, I kill you. And he maybe he turned Mexican in the middle of it, I don't know. <laughs> and and then we were like, all right, well, hey, bro, uh, you know, I don't know what to say, you know, yeah. uh, when he gets out, we'll hit you up. And then when he when he got out, I hit him up, and he ignored us. And I'm like, damn, this is crazy. I've never had someone ignore me that we owed money to. And then, like, I swear to God, five years later, he hits me up 
and he had like some gig and I guess he had seen me popping on some shit on the streets and he was like, Hey, uh, will you come do this gig? I said, yeah, sure. And he goes, how, how much you charge me? And I'm like going back, looking at the profile. I'm like, it was the same motherfucker talking about killing me. And, yeah. shit. and it was, and I said, nothing, I'll do it for free. And he said, really? I said, yeah. Remember when you, you paid us to do this gig and, and my partner couldn't come? I was like, I'm going to make good on that. He says, no way. Wow. You are. Then, like, we had, like, this deep, serious conversation, like, an emotional, like, you were When I was a little boy in Kiev, I've only cried twice, Michael, when the secret police took my grandpapa away for making eye contact with the mayor. And today. No, we had, we had a, and it was crazy. So I, like, packed up the whole show, the whole kit and caboodle, the clowns, the midgets, the Busey beauties. We were in that leopard uh, print van, and we drove down to Fort Lauderdale, and we bring in this whole setup. It's a super fancy club, all white, everything, furniture, it was curtains. We're up on this stage, and then I remember right about as we were done, what looked like could have been the owner, which turned out he was. He was like, hey, uh, so what, uh, what is all this? Uh, what, what is your show? And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's kind of, it's a crowd interactive stage show, the burlesque thing, and, and we're, we're, we're shooting eggs out of a cannon into a girl's asshole. He's like, wow, like Gallagher? I was like, yeah, <laughs> I love Gallagher. I love, I love how he got, we're going to shoot water cans in a girl's asshole like a Gallagher. Swear to God. What to Gallagher God. show did he go to? I don't know, but we didn't have no fucking watermelons there, so definitely no, no Gallagher vibes going on. But I caught, what he, I caught what he was trying to put out there, and he was like, no, you'll not do nothing tonight. Just chill. And I remember we were hanging out with some like guy who just signed like a baseball contract for millions of dollars. He was popping bottles, and then it's like me, Big L.A., shirtless. There's midgets, fucking the Busey Beauties, and we're all just sitting up there. I think uh, our pig uh, came with us, and we didn't have to do anything. And they didn't want us to do nothing, and we just sat there. It was like the most work we did. But at the end of the day, I was like, all right, I made good on my agreement from five years ago. I finally put the hatchet aside. So why am I cursed by a gypsy mechanic? I don't fucking know. I could buy that shit brand new off the fucking line of fucking Tesla, and this shit will catch fire, or it'll be some fucking malfunction. Oh, Michael, you got a bad circuit board. And you'll get you'll get the dupe because you'll be like, this is a Tesla four-wheeler? Yeah, it is. Why does it have a gas tank? I'm glad you asked, Mike. Like I have That's slowly, to start the electric motor. <laughs> yeah, I have slowly but surely started to learn every field of trade. Like I didn't know shit about electrical until about mm, I don't know, five or six years ago. I started learning all kinds of shit. We've become I know what one twenty is, two twenty. I I can tell you what kind of socket for this and what we'll gauge wire and what since, kind of breaker you need. Since, I didn't know none of that shit before. Since we've been here, I can literally argue with a carny or a putt putt course builder and yeah. be confident. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll be like, there is no way that you're gonna charge that much for a dancing dandy all the way in Ohio. Yeah. I know for a fact that those go for three thousand a day. Or I could look at a guy building yeah. a putt putt, and I'm like, "That's what you're going to use, bro? No, let me show you the manufacturer in Georgia that makes the best shit." Yeah, exactly. So, I guess doing it yourself is the only way to really, really learn. I mean, 
I'm I'm the son of a mechanic. My dad could build like a rocket and shit, a generator, fucking any combustional engine. He can he knows how to do all that shit. And I could barely fucking change my oil and change a tire and, and like I know where the carburetor's at, I know where the alternator is, the engine I know the basic the, the basic mechanics of how it works, but the the side the 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 manly side of me definitely cries a slow Indian tear in a closet all alone every time <laughs> the I single think, Denzel Washington yeah. glory tear. Yeah, that's me. When I when I when we talk about this, like some guys are like, damn, what you got on the hood over there? I was like, shit, if I don't know, I don't fucking know. I paid a bunch of damn money for it. <laughs> I hope, hope I, I don't know what the fuck it is. That's anytime we bring a good old boy over here and they're walking around the shop, they're like, damn, what you got in there? And I'm like, bunch of shit that doesn't work <laughs> and planes. I was like, you want to see this $15,000 fucking llama we just bought? Here it goes. Ooh, that's my baby. And he'll be like, oh, man, what's the size of that deck? I'm like, mm, 71? 72? Look at the cup holder of the cups they gave us. Yeah. So that's the... Check out my Carhartt hat, though. I know what's going on. <laughs> I just know that if there are plenty of blue-collar hustlers out oh, there... Oh, yeah. The thing is... Blue-collar hustling is like literally like organized crime. Yeah. They come in They come in with a big smile, and they're like, oh, that's not the four-wheeler you want. Get over here, son. Let me ask you a question. Uh, do you have testicles, or do you have a pussy? Because I need to know which one I'm going to sell you. And I'm like, yeah. I got testicles. Like, oh, I wasn't sure. Come here. And then they're showing me Start a four-wheeler. quizzing you and yeah. shit. Popping out like fucking... Uh, Clip art, yeah. like flashcards with fucking engines. What size engine is this, boy? I'm like, you sure I don't want the one that looks new? No. Oh, that, that just cost you 4000 more dollars. Yeah, you're just going to be paying for the box at this point. We, we, had, we, had a, uh, we had three roofers come here and give us three different estimates. And one was like $15,000 more than the, the, the middle one. And the other guy was ten grand off the first guy. Yeah. And I, didn't, I almost didn't trust the first guy because it sounded too good to be true, which a lot of times is. And as they say, the old saying in uh, the blue-collar world is, you know, cheap, uh, cheap work is, what is it? Uh, good work is not cheap. and Cheap, cheap work, work is, is not good. Yeah. yeah, that's the saying. Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, dealing, the moment someone shows up here and sees these giant walls and gold skulls on the fucking gate, the price goes up every fucking time. You're like, well, I think, you know, to change this uh, this garden hose, going to be about 100, 300. And they look at yeah. our face. There's been times where I know somebody's looked at our face and been yeah. like, do they know the price? And here's the best, though. Here's the best part, too. We had uh, an old pool guy, right? Used to oh, come over God. here. No, we've talked about this guy. Yeah, used to come over here all the time. Uh, and 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 the price for everything was ridiculous. We were paying. I think we were paying. We were paying six hundred dollars a month. Right, let's let's just change the subject. I get no, I get angry. No, no, no. I want to. I paying, literally start punching babies in the face. Thinking we were about paying six hundred dollars a month for two pools and a spa. One was an inside pool that never needed cleaning. It was inside of a warehouse, right? So. Our pool guy for remote control boats. Yeah, it was a remote race. control boat pool. So our pool guy went to prison. Best thing that could happen to us. So our pool guy goes to prison. We get this other pool guy hitting us up. This is Mr. Rogers, solid ass pool guy. If you're looking for a pool guy, he has to has him in the prison. Mount Dora that area. I know of. Yeah, and if he went to prison, I know they lied on his name. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Rogers comes over here, real cool. Uh, me and him click already. He, he's from Brooklyn too. He's New York. We're having a great time talking. Me and we got great time talking. And uh, he comes over here, and he looks at our pool, and he's like, I'm going to be serious, man. He's like, you're going to need weekly service with this. And I was like, oh, my, here it comes, you here know. Here it comes. Here it comes. He's here like, comes but, he's like, weekly service shouldn't cost you that much. 
And then he quotes us like $160 a month to give us weekly service, come clean. This is the same guy who on a member's weekend stays the night here because he knows that the pool is going to need cleaning in the morning for us. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, I'm like, are you going to make a profit us? He's like, yeah. He's like, this is good for me. This is good for you. And I'm like, our last pool guy, I told him straight up, our last pool guy charged us $600 a month. His face just fucking dropped. And he was like, yo. He's like, I know I don't know you well. He's like, but you got hustled. Yeah. And no, I was like, fuck. I'm man enough to admit we've definitely been hustled on some shit. And people also like to prey on the, oh, you some, you rich, dog. You could afford this. We were and just watching a video the where price a girl, shouldn't be the same. It, the price is the same yeah. whether I have billions or hundreds. Here's where the price changes. When you do specialty stuff like us, like say I'll come in the middle of the night and do that, so you have it ready in the morning. Cool, I get that. That that if costs you're over extra. here jacking off our sharks with fucking laser beams in their head in the wee hours of the morning to put them back at ease, so the alkaline can re, uh, go back to the same level. Yeah, sure, <laughs> give us the premium charges, but not when you fucking you got do- some crackhead driving around a Ford Explorer dropping a fucking bullshit chlorine in there. It's probably broke down with some water and shit, got fucking fentanyl in it and shit, trying to break it down. <laughs> Trying you know, to break down our chlorine. And, and you know how many jank ass workers we've had who've come here and be like, "Sir, I promise, I will, I will bust my ass. I will blah blah blah." We had this dude. It's just a distraction. Like two guys behind are loading up leaf blowers and hedgers. <laughs> yeah, hedge trimmers. We, we had a dude come in, uh, and I know we talked about it before. Uh, came in, he was like, "You know, I worked at Disney. I did all these hedges. Blah blah blah." blah. First day he came in, worked. He did a great job on the hedges. Showed us what was up. And we we're like, "Okay." Uh, by the after the first day. The second day he comes in, he's like, hey, is there any way I can borrow some money? Uh, so Rowdy, Oh, I forgot about that so guy. So Rowdy was like, yeah. And Rowdy, Old heroin fucking, the heroin yeah. fucking head streamer. Rowdy, Rowdy hit him up. Yeah, Rowdy texts me, hey, I loaned him 20 bucks. If he comes back to work and works, cool. If he doesn't, fuck it. It only costs 20 bucks to know this guy's a piece of shit. He comes to work late that day, right? And he's like real tired. <laughs> then the third oh, day. Oh, he must be sleepy. Yeah, the third day after he got his pay, he was asking if he could get paid every day. So we said, okay. We paid him the 30. You he, might be a drug addict. Yeah. He comes in. His face is all picked. He's falling asleep standing up. He must up. have fell asleep in the mosquito lair. And me and Rowdy are like, boy, you are fucked up. And he's like, no, I've just been working really hard today. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's like, sometimes when I work in the heat, it makes my veins pop out and my words slur. Oh, where did that syringe come from? Yeah, he's like, no, that's my insulin. I got I got to take my insulin once a day or I'll get real sleepy and that's mad. The same dude who fucking, all of a sudden we get a code red, we hear shots fired on the property, we fucking round up, guns yeah. fucking ready to fucking blast I was I was like damn it today the day I get to legally kill someone I was so excited I started I drove as fast as I could I'm fucking ready ready to rock and roll in the chamber ready to fucking fire and there's heroin hedge trimmer man fucking falling asleep and I'm like what are y'all doing are y'all shooting guns like, yeah man shooting the guns I'm like I'm like what's the be fuck? working today so we had we had a, a, a landscaper for like three or four days. Decided just to fire off guns. We don't even know this guy's real fucking name. We had remember New Doug. We had New Doug for a while. Uh, the, Refresh me. The dude from the Coast Guard who Robbie was. Can you draw the, me a picture of his? He face. wore a cowboy hat and that pissed Robbie off because he wasn't a cowboy. Yes. <laughs> See now, there's those guys that sometimes work out for us. They'll bust their ass and tell us that they want to be here forever, and then we, they try to get us to fall in sleep, fall in love with them. Yeah, We're like, yo, this guy's gonna work out great, and then one day they just never come back. And sometimes 
they don't even like not sometimes a lot of times they don't even finish a job or they'll be so embarrassed because they're from the old school and it's like yeah. their father's voice don't you don't you ask for your paycheck boy you didn't finish a job now you yeah. know you ain't supposed to get that paycheck new doug was here for a while and he was a nice guy new yeah. doug was a great guy he was in the coast guard he's a great guy and then one day uh he just didn't come in and they didn't come in again and then New Doug was gone. Yeah, that was <laughs> it. Like, that was it. I, we don't text them. We don't call them. No, we don't you don't call us, we don't call you. And then we had Justin, Roddy's homeboy. Oh, who, yeah. Who, who, we said, don't get all wifed up. Oh, my God. He's like, no, man, I won't get wifed up with no scally. And then Robbie told us straight up about a week of him working. He goes, look, and that guy was good, too. He's a solid, hard worker and everything. And Rowdy goes. At first he was. And yeah. I started seeing some behaviors. Well, Rowdy said straight up. He goes, this guy, my only problem with this dude, he's like, his pussy. He's like, he will fall in love with... And that's the problem. See, I respect people when they tell me, when we, like, if someone recommends somebody, be like, hey, he'll fucking knock it out. He's a hard worker. But watch out when you get the pussy And here's the problem. A lot of these guys... Don't let them get you in that pool, say. Pool, say. a girl, pool, say. A lot of these guys have never worked in a place where there's lots of women around. And so they come to their first party... And Chopping their arm up there in a tree with it still yeah. chains off. Look, and then next thing you know, they like wife up with some scally, and uh, and and then the scally he wifed up with is 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 notorious for yard boys. Like that's her thing, man. She's like, if she smells some grass clippings on you, oh, she's yeah. gonna fuck you. We won't say her out. name, but this uh-uh. girl, she's been known to get them yard boys. She's like, ooh, look at that tan and that red neck. I smell, go, I smell two stroke on your hands, boy. <laughs> Put them. In me, boy. Finger bang this two stroke pussy. Turn me on like a still fucking. Yeah. She, uh, you know, because she, she, she'll walk past, she'll walk past a, a cameraman. She's like, mm, I'm sorry. You got them soft hands. And then she sees you fucking uh, edging a yard. She's like, I'm going to fuck that one's dick. Then we got the little Asian uh, persuasion. Oh, hello, cameraman. Yeah. Oh, you make good OnlyFan video. Yeah. Let me massage your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can do better than this. I love you what long you guys, time. What you guys don't understand is there's tons of, 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 of like, scallies. Distractions? Well, no, real there's life t- situations? No, there's tons of scallies that come here, and they're such top predators that these scallies can weed out the weakness of a dude real quick. Oh, yeah. They know how to find a wounded gazelle. Like, yeah. ooh, those boys up there, they've been hustled before. But let yeah. me go for that one in the back with they're those like, strong hands. They'll just those. be shooting They'll be shooting a video real quick and just look at Chris and be like, you like one wheels? My grandfather invented one wheel. And then next thing you know, Chris is gone with a tuna fish sandwich, taking her taking her to watch some obscure alien movie at a theater I, we've never I heard of. I literally had to be like a controlling father from the 50s, like kicking into, what y'all doing in there? I said no mixed company behind closed doors. <laughs> I got to literally separate the herd. Like... Literally, we have never, ever been a full, legit, like, business as far as, like, how we operate. Are we fully legit legally? Yes. Do we do major big things? Yes. Yes. Do we have, like, expectations that are hard to meet at times? Yes. Yes. And are there a lot of fucking perks and corners cut and laxativities that are happening? Yes, this is the only job that please, I you, please, ever, please ever... define laxativities and use it in a sentence. <laughs> L-A... 
So this is the only job that you'll literally be getting paid and you're getting your dick sucked and your bunch of homies I have high vibing no- you. I have a note that's on my desk from Mike from the last big comedy show we did here. And it said, Miguel, enjoy your blowjobs and don't fuck this up because real jobs suck. And I keep that right on my desk front hey, and center. Those words, no more truer words have been spoken yeah. in the history of humanity. Because... I have had every fucking type of job you can think about. And the shittiest ones always pushed me closer to my dreams. And I knew as I was edging this giant apartment complex. Ooh, don't say that. that the scally's going to pop right in. You oh, edge yeah. yards, Let me Mike? check your hands for calluses, Ooh. boy. Ooh, you a real yardsman. You smell Mm. like grass clippings and Gatorade. I'm going to fuck your brains out. Mm. (laughs) Wear the hat. Wear the hat with the sunscreen on the back. (laughs) Oh, so there were times, many more times than I could fucking possibly ever wanted. But those were the moments that pushed me to where I'm at now. And maybe right now you're in your cubicle. Maybe you're selling shitty, overpriced, curvy vacuum cleaners door-to-door with a sketchy guy with one eye. Hey, that was just me. I don't know. I happened to quit out in Poinciana and I fucking hitchhiked back from the 7-Eleven that day. I had enough. Maybe you're working in a shitty call center selling uh, Talk America to old, old vulnerable people picking up their phone right before dinner and you're trying to convince them this is the newest, greatest thing. Is this my grandson, Kevin? It sure is, Nana. And if I could get your credit card number, I can help Mama out because she's <laughs> she's on the pills again. Linda's on the pills again. <laughs> Let me get my Montgomery Ward card out. <laughs> <laughs> and Or maybe you're sitting in a construction site and you hate your fucking boss and you know that that's not what you want to do the rest of your life. And you know damn good and well you make good money because, you know, not everyone can be a famous TikToker. They're yeah. still going to need electricians and plumbers, and those are the things that keep America moving, just like these great truckers out there. I think truckers were, and I'm not just saying this because we have so many amazing truckers that listen to our show. I'm saying... One of them's looking over at the kidnapped girl right now. You hear that? You hear that? I told you I'm a good guy. <laughs> I won't tell anyone. I know you won't. I'm putting the duct tape back on your lips, bitch. <laughs> Taking you where I bury them all. I call it Kevin's Cave. But you, you look at, you know, it only takes, you know, a couple days before shit starts getting real. And these supermarkets shit start yeah. getting delivered. Next thing you know, motherfuckers freaking out. Toilet paper. Do you no. know, you know, listen, this is true, man. On my way to work here every day, I get to work around 11.30 noon and work till like 9 or so. It's a pretty chill day. I mean, like, it's not, it's not coal mine working. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then we, and then this, you know, this is the kind of place where after work we can hang out and do Dress stuff. Dress code's yeah. pretty lax. Dress code's pretty lax. But uh, here's the thing. Testicles showing out, no problem. Yeah. I, uh, but no, here's, here's the truth. And uh, I'll tell you guys, on my way here, I, I take a road up called Jones Road. And Jones oh, Jones Road. Road. You don't want to go off that road now, boy. Well, Jones Road is that road uh, where it's all agriculture. And by the time I'm coming into work, all the like migrant labor guys are getting, you know, getting off. It's their time to go. And I literally pass miles of dudes who've been working all fucking day in Bending the heat over, in the picking fields. fruits. And I'm talking hundreds of guys I pass every day. And I, I do look at it all the time. And I'm I, like, I know I want you to, Miguel. Yeah, I look at look it. Look into their eyes. But I look Stare at it all at their the time, <laughs> And I'm like, man... Uh, and and that's some people who are still working towards working towards their dream. That's what it takes to work towards their dream to bust their ass all day in a fucking field. When working towards my dream is hanging out with my homeboys and we work, man. People think here's one thing: people think they come over here and like we're partying on it. No, we work, but we work. Wow, in a really it must be cool, so cool to be. Uh, that's getting your dick sucked every day. Yeah. And- 
Yeah, no, no we, have real life, we have real life problems too. Yeah, and we're in the office working together all day, but... Some of our problems are actually more significant than the than the, what you would think. Yeah, yeah. Scary problems. Yeah, IRS problems, legal problems, fucking you know. all types of stuff. But but the thing did is, did that bitch really die here? Yeah. Or not? Did she pronounce dead at the hospital? Yeah, where would she pronounce? Because that's where she died. Yeah, we have. It, it all looks fun and glamorous until you have to show up and put in the work. And one of the worst things right now, our guys are are they playing with a puppy? Yeah, it must be right now. Right now, really as we're talking about hard work, Stephen and Chris are playing with a puppy, and no, we, not one of these motherfuckers could pass a drug test. No, man. And Chris, like, like, like Chris, is unless a, it was like, oh, how many drugs you got in your system? Yeah, yeah, like mushrooms, yeah. LSD, guys, marijuana. They can only pass if it was a score system, you know? Yeah, literally, watch us talk about how sometimes it's it's hard here as Chris and Stephen just smile as they're both playing with a puppy back and forth. I'm gonna I'm gonna pat my own company's back right now. There are sometimes multiple times a week that I say, hey, is uh, blah, blah, blah coming in today? Because it's like (laughs) 6 o'clock. Yeah. So, yeah. um, We're like like Google when they got their first office, but it was like in a strip mall. So it's like there's a lot of fun things happening here, but we're still trying to get the job done. One of the things I hate, and and I say this, and if anyone listening hear this, people will come visit us. And they will sit down in the fucking office while we're working. And you then know who you are. all of these people come. They come. They're like, hey, Mike, I'm in town. We're like, hey, cool. Read the energy of the room. Read the energy. When you walk in the office and we're all still looking at our computers working on stuff. And you're like, hey, man, I'm hanging out. We're like, hey, cool, man. And then we're all going back. And then they'll pop on the couch. And then people will be like, so check it out, man. Uh, thinking about going to Maui, man. Check it out, Mike. Look at this. Look at this, Mike. Oh, Look at this, Maui. Mike. Don't Look at this, say. Mike. And it's like, oh, my fucking God. Like, we're trying to work. And then there's other people who pop in and they help us out with stuff. And that's cool. They're like, hey, uh, you guys need anything? You that's run around? That's awesome. That's what that Yeah, is. so that's that's always dope. But there's so many people who just show the fuck up to visit on a work day. On, and here's the thing. We have work hours. You, literally, from any time between 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., Monday through Friday, the office is working. And the guys outside are working from like 8 a.m. to like 6 p.m. every day, you know? But... We have somewhat office hours. So when they show up or when they text us, hey, what are you guys doing Friday at like 1030? We're like working. You're working? Oh. It's the girls, too, that have like the biggest misconception because we're we're like there's like less than eight of us that are working full time and we can't yeah. afford to like lax in any of these areas. We could. Be, no. I mean, I wish we could afford to have double the staff, but fuck, I mean, we're only one bad month to having, like, serious problems. Like, we're, it's a different mathematical yeah. scale than than, than we're, what we're used to. Yeah, it's... It, it, but it's it's the same, like, it comes in and goes right back out. Comes in and right, goes right back out. Like, I, I can't just go fuck off for a month and be like, yeah, how's everything going, guys? Yeah. Like, I see... Like my goal has been for years is to be that that CEO that can leave and not worry about things burning down or, or fucking getting done, and I'm still not there yet. And I want to get to that point to where, you know, I can start to. The time is the most precious thing, and there's so many times I've had to waste time with shit. Yeah, waiting a, for somebody. So many things take up your time. A little thing, and then hey, we're gonna be honest. We're the biggest company on getting derailed because here's the thing: 
we want to have fun. Mike wants us to all have fun. So I think it was a week or two ago where we were trying to dive to the bottom of like a trench in uh, the, the Pacific Ocean to find oh, a yeah. spaceship. And literally, the big problem with us is, and I'll, I'll say this, we have the resources to do a lot of weird shit, and we're an entertainment company. So if you come in right now, and, and, and like Chris walks in, and Chris is like, hey guys, have you ever heard that there's a possible UFO somewhere in the Catskill Mountains? It'll start with us being like, I've never heard of that, and then we'll Google it, and then Mike will be like, what if we could find it? And then an hour later, we're like, all right, I just talked to Carl over in New York. He says we can definitely get snowmobiles and get out there. We just spent, like, I think you were out yesterday... But we spent a good hour talking about how we're going to talk to Elon Musk and do him <laughs> do him a favor. I was was I Chris Steven was I not? I was like, "All right, listen, I think Elon's going to really appreciate what I can do for him." And I I can't say what it is, but there's something that I feel that I could do for him that he would be very appreciative of. And I was going to do with nothing and nothing in return expected. Not not expecting anything in return. And then that went into this whole like Anyways, so, um, yeah, uh, can y'all take the trash out and, like, hey, you got the video up yet? Like, we'll just transition. And I know it's horrible for productivity, but... It also adds a part of the reason why we're all enjoying... And, and here's the deal. When we're in good morale and when, and when we got a good staff going, what happens is we derail for, like, five hours, but then everybody's like, all right... We've got to get this done so we can't derail later and we work. There's been tons of times, and I will say this. Uh, I definitely I definitely a, 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 a try to always uh, look at the positive of our staff. And there's been tons of times where I'm just proud. And it's like you don't want to say anything. You don't want to scare it. Like you don't want to scare the gazelle yeah, in the woods. Don't, don't get them too excited. But I'm like, it's 1130 and the guys are still here. And and, and there's been times where uh, like you, you there's times when Mike doesn't sleep. He stays up all night working on something. So there's been times where Mike went to bed at like 8 o'clock at night because he's been up for like 36 hours. And I'll tell the guys in the office, I'll be like, hey, listen, I'm going to take off at 9. If you guys want to take off around 9, that's cool. And they're like, eh, I'm going to finish this. And they'll stay till 10, 30, 11 working on something. Well, the, the truth is, Miguel, is I was forced very quickly to learn how to be a boss. I've always had like leadership qualities, but they were far from fucking perfect. And I had to... I think my biggest issue was is that I never did this for money. Yeah. I did this for the fun and the love of it. And in this industry and doing what we're doing, you know, it's just like anything else. You can't live in fucking utopia. Like, oh, yeah. man, what is it like live off the land? And, you know, like some people that have, that live in vehicles that have came here yeah. throughout the years. And they're fucking. So many people will come, and I've even got a a girl that 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 I see from time to time. She's always like, "You can't be so concerned with money." And here's the thing: she says that when she has to scrape all her money together to fly down and see me, and then I'm picking up the check everywhere we're going, you know. And she's like, "You can't be so concerned with Miguel. It's all money with you." And I'm like, "No, it's not all money." I want to make enough money so I can enjoy myself. But also, what a lot of people don't think about, and something me and you talk about is. There will be a time when I probably can't work anymore. I need to stack up so that you're prepared for that. Well, I'm more on the, like, so I went from basically being fucking uh, uh, dancing on the poverty line. Yeah. You know, making money under the table. And then there were sometimes at seven where I was like, how is he going to make it this month? Like honestly, oh, that was every fucking. I there were times 
for years that I was like, what am I going to eat today? Yeah. And then it wasn't like, what am I going to eat for lunch? What am I going to eat for dinner? No. Like, what, what am I, am I just going to get inside of me? Like, oh, there were times when like Taco Bell was like four days old and I was still seeing you like eat it. And I'm like. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm still doing that shit. Some, <laughs> some habits are hard to break. Guys, we got a rule here. Uh. And, and fuck like, y'all. I know yeah, what you're yeah. going to say. And fuck listen, y'all. Listen, listen, listen. Fuck and I, y'all. And I feel like I'm the papa bear of it because Mike will be like, hey, guys. I can tell when y'all are talking to shit. Yeah, too. Mike will be like, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to make up some of this shrimp into a pasta. And I'll look at everybody in the office and I'll be like, it's good. He just got the shrimp. But there'll be other times when Mike's like, yeah, I'm going to cook up this chicken. And I'm like, we bought the chicken and cooked it last week. It is not good. <laughs> Lies. You spreading that and goddamn you see, propaganda and you see, in the You see office. the reluctance sometimes when people are like, nah, Mike, I'm good. <laughs> Chris, Chris is always the nicest, but he's like, oh, man, I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I'm good. Chris he always is like, tells Chris me is nicely, like, no fucking way. Chris is eating like a Twizzler for dinner, and he's like, no, Mike, I'm fine. I got all these Twizzlers and mints here. <laughs> I, I, I'm good without any of that. Nah, and and Because you got an iron stomach. Yeah, well, like I've definitely you, done some. Like you, well, and this is That's one. That's how I survived COVID, I believe. Yeah, this is one that just. I just blew. ate it. It'll be. It'll Fuck be, you. I'm eating you now. Get Mike, in my belly. Mike used to get seafood boils brought to him on like members' weekends parties, and he would get it brought on like Friday night. Natty would come over and bring Mike. Like fucking eight pounds of lobster, everything. Eat and then good. Saturday night, I would see Mike eating like. Motherfucker, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. What you mean? And this shit never went away, though. It stayed in the green room, just yeah, no sitting out there. No refrigeration. And that's how I have the amenities to fight the world. <laughs> Dude, when you watch somebody eat a lobster that's been sitting out in a bathroom for three days. Hey, listen. <laughs> hey, fuck with me. You know I got it. Yo, that's that. Who that's wants some of this blood? That's the old school sausage castle inability to die. Hey, and when, listen, when I used mind to go, over matter, baby. Here was my rule. When I came to Sausage Castle 7, I would always eat before I came there because if I went out to get food, 10 people would give me an order and no one would give me money. Oh, yeah. yeah people would be like, you going to McDonald's? Hey, can you get me this? I'm like, anybody got any money? They're like, and this is literally what they would say. Oh, man. <laughs> like, hey, actually, it's funny you mention that because the first time I started fucking around and like, Getting tired of getting deleted and saying, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna charge these motherfuckers." I had made sixty dollars within an hour, which I thought was like fucking a million dollars at the time. I was like, "I'm getting paid like the president." I was telling her, "Yo, man, these people just snap cash me sixty bucks," and I'm like, "Show them like." And I was sending them all kinds of titties and ass videos and all kinds of crazy. I was just like, I was like DM them some raunchy shit on my cell phone, right? And they were, my customers were more than satisfied, you hear? And uh, I remember taking all 60 bucks, going to Taco Bell and spending it all on tacos and feeding the whole house. I remember. That's on video. On video. It was like our one of our latest last. It was like our second to third YouTube before it got deleted. I I came over one time and I brought all this Publix lemonade and peanut butter and jelly and bread. And I remember Nami comes out. He's like, "This is for anyone?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." And Nami makes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then he makes another one. He's like, "I can make one for later." And I was like, "Yeah, bro, listen." Was just like- that was five years ago, man. I was sleeping in a walk-in closet. Some of y'all see all this fucking crazy shit, and you're like, "Oh, this is fucking you said spoiled it was- fuck." You told me we were driving, and you said there's times when you first moved in here that it would make you feel weird that you were on a bed. And, and I still and- am. I st- like when I sometimes I wake up and I look at the ceiling. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm not in the closet no more. There's not because we had like a giant eyeball spray painted, and there was a shoe, it was a checkered like Vans, 
drilled with a screw into the wall in a beer can. And I stared at that for 10 fucking years. And I I loved it. I'm not complaining. But I never really knew. I knew what I wanted to do. And I knew what I could do. But I was content in that moment. To what having, you were doing. Yeah. And that's a dangerous and, and, learn and the, to i just had to like i was like completely content with dying in st cloud florida like i thought that was the pinnacle i was so i was like I, i've been in i'm on the i'm always on the fence i'm content but then i'm always like hungry for more see and it's a dangerous thing being content and it's also a good thing like you want to be content you don't want to always be wanting more and then you know but you also life is definitely all about balance yeah you can't be so content that you're not going for the things you realize you want now that's like i I remember i was talking with somebody once and they brought up a good point they said like western culture like our culture is obsessed with the idea of things being constant like they're like but are you happy and they say eastern culture is understanding of the idea of are you happy right now because there's going to be times when you're not happy. But like, you know how many people are like, but Mike, are you truly happy? And what they don't get is, I think the question is, are you happy more times than you're sad? And are you constantly working on being happy? Because you're going to be sad. You're I going always, to not be content. I always say like, uh, the goal is for everyone to get to that point to be happy. You work your ass off to just find happiness. But then when you find it, you work even harder to stay in that moment. Because it, yeah. it is a state of mind. The physical objects. I've already gone through like the MC Hammer phase. Like, you get a job, you get a job. Oh, someone stole this. Oh, fuck. We're getting audited. Oh, shit. We're broke. Oh, shit. Like, oh, there's shit. There's light in the tunnel. Okay. Like, I enjoy the struggle because it motivates me more. I know it's a, a horrible way to look at it. Yeah. But like, reality sandwiches taste good. And if you digest it right, you're going to be all right. And you just got Is that a ghost face lyric? It might be. <laughs> it might be. Or it might be the name of this podcast episode. Yeah, I'm actually writing that down. Reality sandwiches. Here's the thing, and I want you to and, and this is something uh I want you to think about. And I want you uh I really want you to think about it. I want you to understand that you are you've stepped into a new level of game. Should I lay on the couch right now and close yes, my eyes? Yes, it's 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 one of our interventions. Therapist Miguel. But I want you to understand that you have to now. We are playing in a different league. And we can be at the bottom of this league or we can really start stepping it up. But one of the things we have to do is we have to start thinking more like the people in our league. Like recently, you know, for the longest time you didn't want credit and you thought about having credit as being debt and why would I want that? But, you know, we've schooled you to the game now that managing proper credit is the way you move forward. You know, like nobody you respect in the big business world is a cash-only person. Now they pay their debts and they pay it before it becomes an issue. But uh, there's a lot of times where we have conversations. and, and, and Every I, day I'm learning shit. Every and, day. And, yeah, there's times where we have conversations. And, like, you always keep saying, like, yo, let's just pay this off right now. And it's like, no, 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 no. Let's have the money for it. Let's pay it off the right time. Let's pay more for it. But let's build credit and let's always have liquid cash. And I think I think a lot of it's going to take time. But I do think psychologically you're still battling with everything you came up with and you grew up with. And that was so important to you because that's how you learned to survive. But it's like now you're in a new environment. And I do think you need to, to change some of the ways you think because uh, – you aren't in the closet anymore trying to figure out where to get Taco Bell and you never have to go back there. You know, you never have to go back there. 
But you also don't have to be MC Hammer, of course, giving everybody a job and spending the money. But you've crawled to a new level. And so it's time, it's time I feel to adjust like, to it. I feel like I'm in, uh, especially the last like three years, I I started like getting back my peace. Yeah. Because I was taking care of too many people who claim to be like my friends or my quote unquote family. And not all of them. No. But a lot of them. A lot of them. And I felt like there were times where people preyed on my, my generosity or they played the they've manipulated you mean me like, sleep guns buying guns in your sleep well yeah yeah that and just many other things and it took me a while to realize i had that whole like oh my god they don't really give a fuck about me moment yeah I, and i'm already past all that the depression stage i'm past that because i'm past all the i'm even past like the 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 fucking materialism of shit Cause I'm like, all right, I got enough shit now. Now I'm like, I'm even learning to let go of certain things, which is yeah, necessary. I've seen that, man, which is which is really big. And I think that's a way, a new level in the game of life that I'm unlocking in this time of my life, so they can make me a better person. Because honestly, when people come here from our past and they're still stuck in this past, you've seen it a million yeah. times. People are like, oh my god, I miss when da da da. I'm like, yeah, yo, I miss, I, I miss that dude. too, but not really. Yeah, I don't because I wasn't the best version of who I could be, and I I definitely did more good than bad, and I can say that with a clear conscience. I had a pure heart, ninety nine point nine percent of the time. So, and I never did anyone purposely wrong or cheated anyone or or lied or fucking did anything. To where I couldn't sleep at night with a clear conscience. But I I definitely know I wasn't the best version that I could have been. And that goes with business and it goes with relationships and everything. So I'm, in a way, learning every day how to, like, try to be better and and try different things. What are you, like, proudest of that you have changed personally? Because I I just... Just for the past 10 years or plus uh, being with you, uh, I've seen a lot change. But I'd say in the past couple years since we've really changed the way we do business, I've seen a lot of growth in you of stuff that I'm really proud of uh, and, and uh, you know things that, things that I've watched you grow as that I'm like, wow, man, this really changed. Like I tell everybody, the environment, there was a point where the environment here at work was frustrating because it was like everybody, there was a lot of ego. There was a lot of, not from you, but from the environment. There was a lot of like people not thinking about the best interests of the company and thinking about the best interests of their job. You know, how long do they get to stay here? And then not wanting to work when they didn't want to work and then working. And I, you know, you had a lot of frustration with that. And like you said, you've, you've punished people for the sins of the past before. But I feel like in the past like two years, that's all changed. I definitely see you looking as a more empathetic person when it comes to business, where you're like trying to think about your employees, but still demand what they owe you. But what do you personally feel that it's, you're it's, proudest of, like, that you've changed with? I think uh, expectations on what they're willing to give because one of the biggest misconceptions is people who've worked here or currently work here, they're living and breathing in this very moment that's happening right now. And I... I'm still living in this 
22 years ago, you started this house called the Sausage Castle. And I still have that, like, mental chip on my shoulder with every ex-girlfriend or every former employee, anyone who ever fired me or doubted me or the people I begged to invest into me. Like, I'm so petty. I've literally did the math. Like, hey, you would have made $1.7 million had you given me hundred grand five years ago if you would have took 20%. Like, I started doing math and quoting that, and I, I realized that no one's going to care and believe and work as hard as you're willing to, to do for your own, your own dream and passion and business. I mean, it's my business... And I still let deficiencies run around and happen. I still see the holes. And you can only clog so many at the same time before you run out of fingers and toes to clog up shit. So you got to kind of pick and choose your battles. And it was a mental block because in my mind, even though we were we were doing all this, it was... To me, I'm still like, yo, it's like Goonies never die. Fucking this is the pirate's life for me. Yeah. This is like this crazy journey that I never sought out for financial gain. Right. It was all just for moments and memories and experiences to live in this moment. And then we used money to increase the quality of these memories and moments and to 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 prolong that moment it's like if you want to stay in a strip club the longer you're in there the more shit costs yeah so uh i had to like learn that like yo mike bob you know jennifer steven fucking billy whoever they aren't on this same journey with you this whole time they fell into this saga of lord of the rings books and they're like what they're reading the last book on lord of the rings and they don't know what happened to the fucking ring and they've got their own dreams yeah and then having to understand that because me the peter pan motherfucker i am i always think yo we're all just trying to row this boat as far as we can and make it the best so it was a mental like block in my mind that i had to like it was kind of a sad reality I had to come to grips with, not to get all fucking emotional or whatever, but I had to like realize that this journey, at the end of the day, it's always just going to be me. Like Everyone has their own lives. Everyone has their own dreams or their lack of dreams. Everyone has their different levels of goals. Some people are completely content living very mediocre, and that's okay because maybe that's Maybe that's the the secret to to live in modest mediocreness to not to be content with the simple things. Like I used to think, like, oh well, this person lives in like a van or something, and now I'm like, no, that person lives in a van. That's cool. They don't have to fucking mow a lawn. They don't have to fucking do this, do that. I think in the past couple of years you've gained empathy because there was a point where I don't think you had. I don't mean to be like that, but you didn't have because you saw it as why don't they want this too and now you've come to a point of well everybody wants different things so i've got to respect their wants yeah no 100 percent. and thank you for for seeing that i appreciate it because that that means that i was doing what i was trying to do and that's understand that i can't 
I can't walk up to somebody and shake the shit out of them, scream in their face. I could shove millions of dollars into their account. I could f- shower them with blowjobs, trips, fantasies, give them the, a car, give them everything they ever wanted. And I learned that humans just do things they want to do in that moment. And, and it's okay to have people come into your life just know that enjoy the moment and make the best of the moment while they're there. Kind of like what I've talked about with love and relationships. The butterfly yeah. shit. Like if, if the lawn guy comes and he's doing a good job, whether it's Adam or Gum Gang or whoever the fuck is here at the time, enjoy the moment you have with them. Be good to them and, and treat them with respect and, 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 and motivate them and push them to be the best version of themselves. But also realize not everyone has that desire and passion dream. And you can't, like, walk over to somebody and press a button and then automatically assume that they're going to be a, an insane, passionate, driven workaholic like I well, am. Well, and the thing about it, though, is, too, when you were working for other people, there were times where you wasn't, weren't an insane workaholic. Yeah. So you got you to gotta always understand that exactly. working for you, you're always going to push yourself harder. But working for other people, like you said, you hid in a box for it. And slept, yeah. you know, yeah. There were times that, you, you know, one of my best, like, uh, life lessons were when I was working with an, another entrepreneur who was working for himself because there's a major difference between working for Ronald McDonald yeah. and fucking Bob Brown's window. Because you don't, you don't, nobody has a problem screwing over Walmart. Yeah. But you can't screw over Mr. Smith who you know you've been to his house and sat and had dinner with his wife and kids because you care because you know who these people are. And if they lose, it matters. But if Walmart loses, you're like, fuck Walmart. Yeah, no, that's I think that's a general fucking direct fucking exact fucking statement. Yeah. It's correct. And, and that's how I think I feel and everyone else does and a lot of people do. And uh, it you don't really truly appreciate entrepreneurship until you become one and then you look at all the things that you never thought you'd have to worry about i literally inherit your your dietary problems your sleep patterns this guy's low testosterone this guy's horn fucking guy this emo motherfucker over here yeah anything and i wasn't just talking about in the room just saying anyone in general (laughs) anytime like you as as an as an employer as an entrepreneur you inherit their their marriage problems, their fucking financial problems, their their addictions, their fucking passion, their drive, you inherit that. Yeah. And I feel that one of the reasons why the old saying is so popular, good work is hard to find, because all the good workers are doing their own thing and trying to build yeah. their own dream. And there's nothing wrong with working for someone else. And there's nothing... It, it, I feel like it's almost like a trap. It's like, you either work for somebody or you either work for the man or you are the man. And if you are the man, they're going to make a bunch of hurdles yeah. and make you want to just say, fuck it, I'm just going to go work for somebody and call it the day. Because sometimes that's the easier way to do it. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things is, too, that what w- we've all got to understand is everybody's working so that they can enjoy their life. So when you are the man, 
The work itself will help you enjoy your life. But when you're working for the man, it's the paycheck you get from the work that will help you enjoy your life. And that's the disconnect. When you are the man, it's like you say sometimes, when, uh, back when we used to, used to say I put everything into the business. But the problem was the line, that was a cross line because the business was your life. But yeah, to everybody and, else, and that's where it gets really tricky to try to explain yeah. to the IRS and and like, also, well, what, what I'm trying to say is we needed this because we were doing that. Yeah, you're like I needed this, and there's a there's a, a big disconnect with that because the business and your life there are some segues that are a little off, you know, that aren't each other, and uh, as when you're an employer it does get hard for you to see. Like, you know, one of the things that you changed that you used to do a lot was uh, you wouldn't let people leave. You'd be like, okay, but before you go, but before you go, but before you go. Because yeah. in your mind, you were like, I got, well, we still have to do this. We still have to do this. And I think it was, it was a part of it was you not understanding that people were working here and they loved you, but they also wanted to live a life. And you were thinking this is the life. We're all living it. hundred percent. And you, and you changed that, man. And, and the thing is, there's a lot of growth you've gone through, Mike. I, I've seen it, and I'm I'm really proud of it. And Thank it's you. it's a reason why I think the staff now. Uh, I don't think I, theirs hasn't been uh, in the past two years a moment where I'm like I don't know how long I can do this. But I'll be very honest. In the beginning, when you had like four managers, and it was like because to me, and this is the truth, and I'm not tooting my horn, but I was like, we don't need everybody here. We don't need everybody here. You know me. I'm always about we don't need everybody here. And I'm not big on democracy when it comes to business. I don't want everyone to have a say. And you used to be more of because what I know for a fact was you were used to running a pirate ship where the entire crew had to be in it together because no one had money. So your entire crew that lived with you had to be in it together because nobody was going to pay the bills if everybody didn't work together. And then you got to a point where you were an entrepreneur and now you were paying everybody and some of the people lost passion real quick other people stood by you strong there's people who, who will always be your friend that were your friend in the old days but the lines got blurred and when they got blurred you were still trying to be the person who said hey listen we're all in this together so let me get everyone's opinion but to me i recognized early on you're paying everybody's bills here and everybody's opinion doesn't matter unless they know exactly what you're talking about and there would be people who were like who were just here for a couple months like mike this is what i think you should do but the thing was these people didn't didn't fucking they, nothing was invested if like you said if they lost the job whenever you fired some of these people what did they do they got hired somewhere the next day yeah. so they weren't fully invested in it i do feel now the staff you have now is invested in this being a part of their dreams well, You've said this several times recently. We have less people working here, and we're getting more done. Yeah, saving more money, and which I never, obviously, never cared about because I'd be like, "Yeah, fuck it, here you go, you got a job." Like, mother, if you if you came here to a party and you were cleaning up trash and you stayed a night, you might have had a job <laughs> yeah. the next day. Yeah, and I was way too generous with that and lenient, and I was. Still trying to figure it out at the same time, stay in this like vibe because I I don't I never set out to do this to have a job. Right. This was just something I enjoyed. I loved creating experiences for people to watch them laugh, smile, dance, drink, celebrate, have consensual sex, have a good time. And I I'm a I'm a person with decency and, and morals, contrary to the belief, in a, in a scumbag industry full of fucking piles of shit. And 
I, I believe that I, I rebuke the narrative because I believe you can be amongst all this craziness and, and, and fun and games and crazy shit and still be a decent human being and do the right thing all the time. Like a Mormon nightclub owner. (laughs) I don't need to drink. I'm just going to go home to my six wives. Yeah. Well, I mean, that sounds cool too. And and it also sounds horrible, but I just, uh, fuck man. I think that you're so dead on. And there were times when someone would walk inside after the end of the night or the day, whatever you want to call it. And I'd be like, hey, oh, hey, uh, can you? Uh... And I I'd, I'd started catching myself last couple of years. And I was like, man, these motherfuckers just came in here to get some, take a shit or, or want some water. They don't want to fucking, like, I'm passionate about it. Yeah. And I Because it is your passion. Because I, I... I also have a weird thing where I get satisfaction off seeing something transformed and I like productivity. So my vibe, like I don't even want to leave the house unless the house is clean. Yeah. I want house clean, shit organized, shit smelling right, looking right. Then I'm like, okay, now I can party. Yeah. Like you won't see me getting drunk if my floor needs to be vacuumed. Yeah. You won't see me like, oh my God, put these shoes in the right order. Oh my God, put the hot dogs right. And once I feel everything is right, in a way, it is a very selfless part of me that I want to make everything perfect for everyone else so then I can enjoy with them. It's like any any person would do if they were cooking dinner, they would serve everyone first and then jump in and that's kind of how i am to it to an extent but i i had to learn to like yo mike like don't call them on the weekends there were times where there were like everyone worked on saturdays yeah. and we we did away with that long yeah. time ago but and even even the 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 workaholic because i will to my my horn in this way i i'll work 24 hours a day if i could i mean but it's because it's for you well, that and just I enjoy you it. But you wouldn't do that if you were back at UPS. Well, it's it's like it's like the the saying says: I'd rather work twelve hours a day for myself than eight hours for someone else. Yeah. So I had to translate that and be like, oh, so that's why they don't want to like. Because one of your big things when I first it would be Sunday because we worked Monday through Saturday, and then it would be Sunday, and you'd be like, well, why are you going to go home? Why don't you just stay here? And it'd be like, well, I'm also. Uh, I also love people. Yeah. So I do enjoy people's but company, it, especially good company. It would always make me laugh because I'm like, you're the guy who won't leave your house, and you could never understand why we all want it to be home. You'd always be like, well, why are you gonna? Why, why, why won't you just stay here? There's definitely some deep psychological issues with that with me because I feel like I'm constantly working to create a place that everyone would want to be at. So in my mind, I'm. That's why. I buy all this shit yeah. and, and try to make it look cool and the feng shui and the the presentation from the front gate to the back to everything. I I get my rocks off knowing that someone will come here and be like, oh, my God, is that Corn Man? I love him. I seen him on the video of that girl getting finger banged with that dildo, whatever it be the case. Yeah. Oh, my God, I always loved a scrambler or mini putt-putt. I get my rocks off by when people come here and they appreciate something that we built or done or or bought, and it's like the gift that keeps giving. And I know how fucked up shit can be out in the real world. And I feel like a lot of people think I'm disconnected from that, and I promise you I'm not. 
I'm actually more, <laughs> I'm more amongst it than most people probably think. And I do enjoy when people come here and they're proud of it. That's why I want every little hue bowl be the right color when someone comes over. I'm obsessed with that detail of creating an experience that they enjoy being here. And as much as I love like having peace and quiet and I have enjoyed not having 28 people live here. Yeah. And and constant fights and shit cuz I was unfortunately I had to come to the realization that I my misery was their enjoyment for so for so long. Like, oh, come on, we want to see new one of these bitches beat them with the frying pan. Come on, Mike. And I'm like, yo, this shit's real. Like, this ain't no, like, MTV. Like, all right, now, what you're going to do? Yeah. There's, like, a fucking a coach backstage at fucking yeah. Jerry Springer telling, giving them lines and shit. No, like, this is real life. Everything you see on the website, all the, the ups and the downs, like, that shit's real. I mean, we just dropped an amazing video from my birthday party, the Sexy Santa Christmas birthday party. That's a fucking movie. Everything in there is real. New Year's Eve, all that shit's real. This is not fabricated shit. That's like also when we're, uh, like when people are coming over here to shoot or like uh, like they're shooting like OnlyFans content. I've had people ask me, they're like, hey, what do you, uh, do you want to bring some, like like porn actors have, have wanted to know, do we want to have like a dude and a girl having sex here? And I'm like, no. Anytime we film somebody having sex, that's real sex that's happening. Like, I don't, like, like a girl. I mean, we're here, not opposed to it, Your Honor, but. Yeah, but a girl coming over here with toys and stuff like that, that's a different story for like a shoot. But like, I, anytime we film somebody fucking, that's because we caught them fucking and they're fucking. There was a, a dude. I fucking fucking. I, I won't say his name. He had like nine million fucking TikTok followers. And. I already knew by looking at his page that it was completely fucking all fake. But it stung even harder when I saw him doing it in, per- in person. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. This dude is like, doesn't he, like, hate himself? Like, yeah. it's constantly like, oh, my God. Like, fake pranks yeah. and dumb shit. I'm like, yo, who who fuck is believing this shit? I watch these TikToks, and I watch, like, I was just watching one where this guy, like, supposed to surprise his girl with, like, a present. And it's like so wooden. He's like, hey, baby, check it out. She's like, I don't want to fall for one of your pranks again, Baba. Camera's like, all set up set nice up and perfect. framed. It's like when I used to watch prank shows back in the day, and I was like, listen to that audio, and you're trying to tell me nobody's mic'd up. You yeah. know, like, I don't want to see that fake shit. We, we watched, I watched one before. There was like a, a a guy doing this beach prank, and it was just so fake. I hate the fake shit, man. Me too, man. man. Me too. And I've done like skits and shit. Skits are fun. They're I've skits, done yeah. like done cute ass little bullshit stuff. I've definitely done a handful of those things. Not much, but I have done plenty, and uh, I enjoyed them. But I also enjoy showing the the real shit that happens, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's where I got where I'm at today is because. I stopped like, oh, just show him the fun, the sexy. No, I was like, yo, motherfucker, like I'm about to be evicted. Yo, uh, we almost died in this bus accident. Yo, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Look at these helicopters flying up at my house. Like they watched me. If they've been following me for a while, they watched the ups and downs of my life. And I don't know how many people still actively follow me that's been following since Sausage Castle 7. But if they even if they watched just the last year we were there up until here. I I feel like I have a more of a a a bond with them because I feel like they saw shit that can't really be explained. And even if I showed you a video montage, that's cool. But 
They wouldn't understand this was happening with zero budget with one phone call and we've got to fucking figure out a way to get all these people here. And, and that's what's cool about Snapchat is that it no longer was about making this perfect polished video. It was like, yo, hey, man, look, my dog shit on the ground. Fuck, yeah. I got a vacuum. Oh, oh, shit, who's here? Oh, my God, the cops. Like, it was very candid and raw, and I was able to just show every little real moment, and I felt like uh, a lot of people would post shit online, like, look how hot I look, or, oh, my yeah. God, like, I'm a baller, bro. Look at me, I'm popping bottles, driving this Lambo, da-da-da-da. And that shit comes off, like, to me, like, douchey now in a way and i think the the new the the new cool thing is just being like yo fucking look how cool this is and and then the thing is about about back to me saying being unselfish like is that no one else i know of has invited the whole world to come party and live life with with somebody yeah i don't know if fucking any other influencers like, hey, for $33 a month, I'm going to let you see my testicles and my girlfriend's pussy. And then, <laughs> by the way, you want to come camp for three days and I'll feed you, get you drunk, and yeah. tuck you to bed with a puppet named Abdul? How's that, Jojo Siwa? And yeah. by the way, I'm probably not going to kick you out of your good vibes and come Monday, Tuesday, we're having a bonfire and then I'm buying you dinner at fucking Chili's. Like, I, I don't care about the money. I love the experience. And hopefully, when I'm dead and gone, Hopefully, someone will have something positive to say about me, and that'll be my legacy. What are, and there's going to be plenty of hatred and like, oh, fucking thank God, that piece of shit's gone. And it it is what it is. You can't stop that. But fuck, man, I know I'm constantly growing and constantly learning to be a better version, and uh, it it feels good. I feel like I'm... I'm not. I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but I, I feel like I'm getting closer, and I'm trying to uh, unlock those next levels of being great and learning how to be a better person, a better boss, a better everything. Because I didn't, I didn't sign up for this to be a, a fucking CEO. This was we were just trying to get our dick sucked and have a good time and and have good bro adventures and be fucking the guy that never wanted to have the slumber party uh end you know the goonie adventure like that's what the sauce castle really all about just having living life and breaking the norm as we were talking about i saw a meme it was like normalize being 35 plus living with your homies in a big ass house and having a good time and not having to worry about you don't have to fucking get it's called being an unmarried nco in the military yeah. you know when it's like we got this huge ass house in thailand we're all good yeah and and society has definitely pushed the norm on people for so long. But I feel that, at least here in America, I feel like a lot of people have broke through the other side. And someone broke through a little too far. Someone went a little too far. Too many, too many face tattoos. Too many, like, oh, bro. And, like, face too many, tattoos weird, too many crystals. To, face tattoos used hair to be dye. for murderers. When a man had a face tattoo, you were like, oh, okay, cool. You don't fuck with him. Uh, I don't even want to get any more. T- I, got, I don't even have a, a strong You haven't passion. got tattoos since Scrappy. Yeah, I, I don't even have really a strong desire to even get nothing tattooed, and I can get tattoos for free. I have zero tattoos. I've never had a desire. It's not that I'm against tattoos. I've just never been like, I need that Garfield fucking cat tatted on my wrist right now to I, represent this. I feel like I'm never going to even compete with the shit that's going on right now. 
So I'm like, I- I'm good. I'll sit this one out. Yeah. I- I- that's what I feel like. Yeah, the tattoo games hopped up to a point where you're like, and I'm the old man. Yeah, the- they're out. they're fucking implanting horns and splitting their tongues. If you were going to get a face tat. Dick shit everywhere. Like, you got to get a face tat. What's going to be your face tat? Uh, maybe my face tattooed, like a skull or some shit. I don't tattooed know. Tattooed on your face? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. It wouldn't be no fucking, I don't know. That's the reason why I don't even have color in my tattoos because I'm like, yo, if I get a bunch of color, it's not going to match shit I wear. Just your OCD would drive you nuts if you got one tat colored. All huh? of my shit is symmetric. Hands, knuckles, forearms, this, down the how center. Was it, how was it in the times when you only had like one piece on the arm before the other Oh, it was one? horrible. Did because you feel like the like, arm was heavier? Yeah, 100%. Facts. <laughs> psycho. <laughs> it's, it's an OCD nightmare. I was like, must bring balance. Must even out the tattoos. I bet you if you lost a leg, you'd tell them, take them both. Yeah. They'd be like, no, 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 you, no, take them both. I can't, I can't, I can't be hopping around here with one leg. I can't fucking deal with it. I'm not going to be buying one shoe. Me, me, never mind. That's all another podcast. I think we had a good breakthrough, Mike. Yeah, I think no, this was a good honest, session. I talk about this a lot, and I think about it. It A lot of this podcast that y'all seem to really, really enjoy, and I thank you. Uh, Take a look at this Rorschach and tell me how many dicks you see. You know? <laughs> but it is therapy in a way. Because like, sometimes I'm talking about shit that I've never even said out loud. And I'm like, holy fuck. I- Do you ever get scared while you're saying it? Like, oh, God, I'm saying this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm just like, hmm, this is about to be digitally recorded Because I don't, I don't feel, and I, and I want the audience to know this is coming from somebody who's one of Mike's closest friends. I don't feel Mike's ever thinking, how's the best way to say this so I look good? I never feel that. You're just like, that, I'm going to say That went out the it. window a long time ago. And I see sometimes in your face, in the middle of you saying it, honestly, I see sometimes in your face where you're like, okay, I've already said it, so let me keep going and tell them the rest of this. Yeah, because it, it feels good to get it off your chest and hopefully... If whatever you're going through in life, maybe you're having like a moment of clarity while you're listening to me spill my guts like a fucking babbling teen at fucking fucking slumber party at Jennifer's house. Like, oh my God, Bobby told me finger banged me in the shed. Like I'm over here talking real life shit. I'm not telling you like false stories. I'm telling you real life, honest, whether you fuck with it or not, I don't care. It's, it's, you know, I mean, a couple podcasts ago on, on the members only podcast, you uh you let us decide if you if we thought this Asian girl who blew you was trans or not, and we decided she wasn't. And How many episodes were there, Stephen? Six or eight? Eight. Okay, so if you're not a member of MikeBeasy.com, first of all, what the fuck are you doing? Second of all, we just there's eight episodes right now that you can't hear. That's eight hours, eight plus hours, yeah. guaranteed of us talking. So if you really do fuck with us. She probably check it out, and and this uh, we're gonna give to y'all, and we're still gonna do these, but we're just gonna give even more to the members because they deserve it. They're yeah. the one paying the bills, they're the one uh, letting us chase our fucking goonie fantasy adventures. Yeah, they're the ones fucking making this this dream possible. So you can bitch all you want if if you're freeloading, that's cool. Bitch all you want, but for those who are uh, giving that dollar a day to 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 the fucking to the fucking dream here that we're, we're, we're putting together and we're chasing. We thank you. And uh, actually, we just had a group of guys, uh, two, two dudes. Two dudes came in for a rock star weekend. The weirdest rock star weekend we've had in a while because the, they were. The, we called the lower expectations rock star They weekend. were so chill. Everything was. They were just like, no, 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 no. We just want to hang out. And, and by like Sunday or like Saturday night, they were like, 
you guys want to get some pizza and watch football? They'd be like, oh, that'd be great. And it worked out because the 49ers were playing, and these guys were from the Bay Area. So they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, this is the Rockstar Weekend. We're going to get some pizza. We're going to watch the 49ers play. Yes. Your so mom and dad are going to let you stay up a little later than usual. And- Marco and Pat, uh, they booked a Rockstar Weekend. What's a Rockstar Weekend, you come over here. Glad you, you asked. Us, here's a Rockstar Weekend. You come tell us all the wild shit you've ever wanted to do. Uh, you go to MikeBusey.com forward slash Rockstar Weekend. You fill it's out the It's intimate, form, guaranteed experience. And we'll give you the party you want. And Marco and Pat wanted to hang out, do a podcast, go party with us for Rowdy's birthday. We tried to kill him on Rowdy Rob's birthday. That was we, the goal. We got close. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. The whole time, and, and they were great dudes, by the way. Yeah, real good uh, guys. And they did post a video on their YouTube channel, uh, basically their whole experience. I haven't got the chance to watch it yet, but uh, that's because I have horrible fucking internet. Worst internet in the world. Get on that Starlink, Elon. Um, so they they literally, we finally found what they wanted to do, and that's what's do a podcast. Miguel had had, had had snooked off for the night and go to bed. Went to bed, which you know, obviously, you know, hey, it's fucking. It was a rock star weekend. It was Saturday, and I went to bed at one thirty. That's how that's how chill it was. was no, like, this oh. was on Sunday, I believe. No, because they left oh. Sunday afternoon. That's right. I walked them to their car to their Tesla. That was beautiful. Um, but uh, after all the things, they were the nicest. Like sometimes we've done these, and some of these guys, you know, get a little fucking too too comfortable or too aggressive or too you know whatever like yeah. the old days the goal was to just fucking kill them yeah we would kind of like haze them it was like <laughs> oh yeah you want to be mike busey motherfucker it was almost like yo they're paying us to kill them yeah it was like and some we would dominatrix try. shit yeah it was like all right we're gonna drink some more duke vodka death by alcohol fucking level one <laughs> fight uh but no they just had a honestly i feel they got a, a super intimate experience. It's like, other than Rowdy Rob's birthday, which they were obviously 100% included on. Uh, I was so worried, too, because I had explained to Rowdy Rob, hey, Rowdy Rob. You can't fight these guys. There's two dudes you don't know who are coming for your birthday. I was like, but you can't fight them. And he just smiled like. <laughs> yeah, he was like, don't challenge me. Yeah, you just asked for it by name. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Marco and Pat, super fucking cool dudes. And. By the end of it, they told me they wanted to do a fucking podcast. So if you're a member of MikeVisa.com, we did a four-hour podcast. That's what happens if I'm not here to control the (laughs) podcast. Oh, trust me. We made – I made several – so I sat here, and they sat where you are and one in the middle. So it was them – it was your nightmare. (laughs) Not only was it – it was almost four hours. It was three hours and like 40 minutes, right? I trimmed 30 minutes out of it. So, <laughs> what? what? Chris cut. You son of a bitch. It was blank time. Y'all were just sitting down, though, just talking. Oh, okay. All right. So, it's a four hour podcast. So, that's four bonus episodes <laughs> in one. And it's on the feed right now, right, right Stephen? Yes, sir. So, members, uh, if you want to hear uh, a rare exclusive podcast episode that Miguel is not even there. If you want to appreciate me more, yeah, if you want to these four hours, if you want to hear me go, it was, I was serious. I didn't, I, they kept asking me like questions and obviously as usual, I just kept answering questions that I had in my own head. <laughs> I wasn't even answering. The, they're like, so how'd you get started? And I was like, well, you know, 
earth you know it's like <laughs> one fuck, time it's really big one time stars we were, one time when we were on the tom and dan show <laughs> some dude wrote in a comment listening to mike Musi answering a question is like reading a choose your own adventure book straight through <laughs> like it just goes everywhere yeah and and that we did for four hours i actually walked out i told mike about 2 <laughs> 30 in the morning three in the morning i woke up and i came downstairs to get some water and i heard the podcast going on and i was like oh god and I just slipped back upstairs. I was like, "No!" Oh yeah, he tiptoed. You know when yeah. you, you know when you're about to get caught, you go tiptoe real fast. Yeah, you're like, "Shit!" I hope he didn't hear me. Yeah, I was like, "Oh god, oh god!" Four right hour podcast, me and Marco and Pat, and and it's just like unhinged. And I wasn't drunk, and there was no Miguel to be like. So, anyways, Mike, uh, the question was. <laughs> so yeah, I went all over the place. I was very uh, intellectually. Uh, invested into just a lot of random shit. So if you are a true fan of my rambles, I got a four-hour podcast for you folks. So, uh, yeah, and, and I did appreciate more because I was like, they don't know what Miguel does. <laughs> he keeps this train on the tracks. Every now and then when there's no, when it got quiet, Mike would be like, so ancient aliens. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. No, we asked you about your mom. We'll get there, but first. Four hours. A- and they were like, I think they were pretty baked. And they're like, they didn't even know how much, woo, like I was, it just felt normal to them. But it was it, like getting in an Uber and your Uber driver's on acid and you don't know the city. So you're like, maybe this is the way. Yeah. But I didn't think the way to the airport would halfway be through the through mountains. It. Yeah, halfway through it. I didn't know if they were interviewing me or if I was interviewing myself. How many times have you been like an interview like that, Mike, and then... As you're talking, you realize I don't remember the question at all. Oh, every time. <laughs> what do you mean? Every fucking time. Yeah, so um, <laughs> on top of the eight bonus hours, there's another four more hours of this fucking... This DVD box set has it all. But wait, if you act now, yeah. we'll throw in fucking the Bon Jovi we'll throw acoustic in, set. We'll throw in the pilot episode that doesn't even feature me and Mike. It was the original studio concept. <laughs> TwoFatDudes.com. It's Charles and A-Bomb, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the it's, screen test. Oh, man. Speaking of a uh, pilot... We just dropped the first episode, The Adventures yeah. of Mike Busey and Friends. And oh, did we drop the full episode? The full episode. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Damn, Miguel, you've been hiding upstairs I, that long? Yo, fucking, I didn't know. Yeah, how I was how, sick how long are these blowies getting, Miguel? 15 minutes now. Oh, it takes me forever. Yeah, well, it happens. Uh, Which I will tell you guys, I don't know if I brought this up before. If you take a bluey and it's stripped of all its time coding, because I had one that was sitting on like a window. A Viagra, so, a yeah. pill. And uh, it's stripped of all of its time coding, and now it doesn't have any blue around anymore. It's white. The minute it hits your tongue, your dick skin's about to rip off. So is that what happens? Is that what the the coding's around it? It's for time release? It's a time release coding on the See, outside I'm learning. I'm learning these things. I don't know. You have one without the time release. The minute It was like dropping ass. The minute I got it, my dick was like the fucking Hulk. He was like, Rah! ripping the shorts. And he wasn't big. He was just ripping everything out. <laughs> That happened one time. I I put a, a a boner pill in my pocket with a bunch of like sweet tarts, and I started gobbling it up. And I fucking felt this like like I crunk down this chalky. I felt like I ate chalk, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? And I was like, and and as I was getting ready to spit it all, I was like, oh, it's the it's the boner pill, and I was like, 
And then like had the, I just chased it down with some crown apple. I was so rock hard. Rock hard. I almost pissed myself because it was leaning up so much. <laughs> I went to go almost pee. Pissed in your and mouth. He was like, yeah, he was like, like, whoa, down there, down Archimedes, down boy, down boy. Yeah. So um, the fucking uh, adventures of Mike Busey and friends. We, me, you, and Rowdy Rob and Steven went and uh, uh, and Chris. Was Chris? He was Chris, filming. Yes, it. yes. Chris was there too. It was great. It was glorious. I was drunk as fuck. I was drunk. Day on drinking, and uh, I think I think Chris did an amazing job on the edit. Good job to that. He did an amazing job following us because we didn't know where we were going. Yeah, we, we were just w- bouncing around drunk. You know, I was thinking as I watched the full episode that is now streaming exclusively on MikeBusey.com. Um, I was like, wow, like we were only there for like forty minutes. Yeah, Thank that was God. it. Thank the episode, God we weren't the there for the jousting. The episode was like 30 minutes long, and we were there for 40 minutes. So there was yeah. like 10 minutes of shit that didn't make it, and that's yeah. it. That was like in the parking lot or something, maybe. Like, yeah. Uh, I remember talking to the cops for at least I remember tw- Courtney being all drunk. She's like, I know that cop. And I'm like, still, don't go to that cop. Yeah. So it was a fucking uh, a great first episode. Mind you, also, we all go to the Renaissance Fair. We all go in costumes. Courtney's like, I'm going to put my new Bulls outfit on I got. It's like, no. It's like, motherfucker, you dress up for every, you dress up for Flag Day. Yeah. And now you're going to half-ass it on this. But yeah, it was fucking a great time. It was a great time. And we're going to be filming uh, many more episodes of that and some of the classic episodes. And for, 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 for those who don't know, MyVC.com, we film just more than just buttholes. We're filming original programming that is not only funny, sexy, and crazy, but real and I like to say it's some of the best shit on the internet. Yeah, our shit's And you can fire. only see it if you're a member of MikeBusey.com. We've got events coming up too, guys, because on the 19th of February, we've got our family day. Well, Steven just dropped the whole year's calendar. Oh, you know I hate that. Oh, he, he got... He got <laughs> I wish we could have gone back. Can we get a replay of that? Miguel started blinking nervously. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, oh, get oh, Gilbert on. You know? Put the corn man mask on. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, so we just dropped... Uh, the annual 2022 calendar. Cool. We're like 30 days late. Yeah. But hey, you know, we're still we're still in 2021. We're just slowly getting back or getting getting to the gear of things. It's like when you get the Chick-fil-A calendar in February. You're like, okay, cool. There's still a bunch of free stuff. Yeah. You know? So uh, we got a lot of monthly events planned throughout the year. I advise you members to go ahead and start thinking of excuses while you're calling off work or breaking up with whoever, divorcing them, lying, whatever whatever alibi. You got to fucking Photoshop some birth certificates, uh, some funeral fucking uh, programs. We should start giving people like alibis. And Married with Children, there was like uh, the No Ma'am Club. And I remember they had like an episode. I think this was Married with Children. Where or was they, it like, Morgan Freeman? Where was it Morgan Freeman? <laughs> Or pirates. But they like left with roses and like a card. It was like an alibi thing to where they like gave you a new shirt and like to switch it up so nobody knew. Smelled the perfume of those strippers. And yeah, so maybe we should offer that package here. Oh, you need a fucking Well we're we're I'm gonna say it. A death in the family package. We're about to be on cameo. I said it, I know you didn't want me to say it, but I'm oh. saying it. 
We're about to be because our specific thing is I want you to Michael help you quit your job. I will I will break up with your bitch. I will fucking tell your ex girlfriend that she has AIDS. I'll do whatever (laughs) the fuck you want me to. That's what yours should be. Yours should be for CDC calls. You're like, hey Monica, this is Mike Busey. Gary wanted to tell me he just got tested, and you should probably swing by too. Because his dick split in two. I'm gonna be green screening shit like the glamour cocks. We're gonna be like we're, the guy only pays like twenty dollars or some shit, but we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna give him like a five hundred dollar fucking and here's cameo. The thing. We we didn't really want to do this. This guy has been aggressive. The cameo people have been aggressively hitting us up for and, years, for years. For and the years. reason we said we'd do it was like, okay, if it's fun, it's fun. It's one of those not even about the money thing. Like we'll fucking put it for a fucking nickel. We don't give Joey a fuck. Joey Patone's like Mike. I fucking make a killing on that. Yeah, man. Joey's telling us to do it. He's making a killing. Everybody's He's like, like you know how many times I did bye 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 hand puppets to these <laughs> motherfuckers. But we're just like fuck it. I'll tell you the truth. The re- and I was big on Mike. Let's do it. Let's do it. And Mike was Mike's humble. Mike was like, I don't care to do it because he's like, uh, he's like, you know, I don't think people want that. I don't think they showed us the search engine stuff, and people have been asking for it. But I think the fun thing is, we'll do the shit no one will do. You know, you want to break up oh, with your yeah. fucking girlfriend. You want to quit your job. You want to tell somebody that you got an STD. Imagine the drop down options. Like, oh, you want me to dress up like a fucking a corn man? All right. And and where? What city do you want me to green screen to appear? <laughs> yeah. New York. Okay, check that off. All right. We'll 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 literally put a doctor's outfit on green screen and be like, uh, he can't make it to work today. He's got ball cancer. <laughs> I will do all my fucking uh, foreign accents at once. <laughs> he cannot come to work today because he is. Uh, is this my Irish accent? No. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Fucking Scott has got herpes. Give it a day or two. Clear up. <laughs> Give it a day or two. Give us some ginger ale and some Vicks vapor rub. And as if life couldn't get any better, someone hit us up and was like, "Hey, uh, I'm a member. I love uh, the bonus episodes." But I, with my heavy machinery operator, I can't watch them. So I don't want to use up all my data on my phone. So I said, Stephen, can you get just the audio for the bonus podcast episodes? He's like, done. So Stephen spent uh, days downloading all the, the, the audio from the bonus podcast episodes, which only contained video. Right. So now there's audio and video. You can, you can listen to it or you can watch it. You can listen and watch whatever the fuck you want to do. You can do that. We added a special new link button on the member site. If you right there on the homepage, you'll see the little purple circle icon that says podcast. Boom. And Mike has agreed we're doing these podcasts earlier so that Steven and Chris can get everything up. And that means we can get the podcast out earlier. And we might just start like doing I don't know how many, but we might we're gonna do guaranteed one a week, but we might do two or three or four. We might yeah. do five. I don't know. Yeah. We might get crazy with Let's it. Let's get weird. So we wanna continue to spoil the members and we thank you so much. And we're gonna still uh I'm keep gonna- kicking ass in twenty twenty two. Uh, like I said, the whole entire year calendar is on the members uh, site. Go check that out. I'll be in Mexico in the my uh, the Riviera. Mayan Riviera. Yeah. Which one do you say first? Is it Mayan Riviera or Riviera Mayan? Uh, Riviera Maya is what it's called. Is yeah. it Maya? Or Mayan. Riviera Maya. Yeah. Okay, that's. Uh, Oh, man, you, you might have to be FaceTime and translating for me. I've got there. to take Mike to the airport. I've got to take Courtney to go get a passport. I've got. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk, let's talk about that before we leave. So, Courtney has to get her passport the day she's supposed to fly out. So, I've got to figure out another flight for her. So, she's. Courtney's never flown in a plane before. Post Malone's. Uh, I like I said, flown in a plane. Like she's been in a Zeppelin. So, po- Post, Malone's, Post Malone's manager yeah. is getting married. And 
him and his wife to be my homies, and they invited me to their fancy uh, fucking wedding at this super exclusive Mexican fucking yeah. resort where they do like a rebirthing process like these there's some hippie shit that goes Mayans down. come out of the jungle and, oh, hit and you I had with to look ashes at, and shit I had to look at fucking, the, your butt ass nigga and they beat you with fucking uh, ta- uh, corn tortillas <laughs> on f- fire with ashes and fucking burn a hole in your soul the whole time I'm like Mike because Mike, Mike's like is there gonna be anything for me to eat there I'm like Mike They'll be because Mike likes flour tortillas. I hate corn corn tortillas. So I'm like, Mike, there's going to be stuff. There's going to be stuff. And then I looked at all three of the restaurants and then I told Mike, hey, we're going to. I was like, we're going to pack you some snacks, buddy. Okay. (laughs) I'm mailing packages to the hotel already. My fat kid fucking survival package. So Courtney doesn't have a fucking passport. Mm -mm. So we're thinking, all right, we'll we'll get it. We'll get it. We know we had to wait for within five days. Well, within that five days, we couldn't get an appointment until the the actual day they fly out. And there's no way she can make the flight from Miami. So I'm about to do something. I've never done before. I've traveled alone before. But Mike's going to travel to Mexico by himself. And then oh my Courtney, God. who's I got never, anxiety. I, I'm, I'm Courtney, who's never already. been in an airport. Never been in, inside of an airport other than the time we almost went to Dallas and, and fucking that got canceled. Is about to embark on an international trip all by herself. Her ink which, ain't even going to be dry on the no. passport. Here's my favorite part. Since I've known Courtney, Courtney's always talked to me about how like she loves Mexican food from the food trucks, and she's always like, I don't speak a lot of Spanish, but I can understand, which people tell me that means bullshit. Uh, you're not a dog. Dogs don't speak, but understand. Everybody else doesn't And shout out to Miguel, because we were only going to do one hour, and we're one hour and 40 minutes into it, yeah. Miguel. Thanks. M- thank you, Miguel. No problem. But Courtney now... It's like, I don't speak any Spanish. I'm like, oh, what happened to the... I can understand yeah. so much Spanish. Oh, I'm fucked. Oh, Mike, yeah. I'm going to get hustled. I'm literally writing a note on him. Please make sure my son gets here. Uh, but I, you know what? You know, you're going to be fine. So this, so we're going to be at this wedding venue for three days. Yeah, February then, 10th through... And then you're going to We're stay. trying to book another hotel that we well, have. We have to because your flight's not coming home. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I can't leave the day before Valentine's Day. And I have done uh, a lots of... Uh, a, a lot of, I've had a lot of fun and a lot of crazy adventures. And my girlfriend has been... Uh, she took it very well these last two years we've been dating. So technically, it's kind of our anniversary. It's kind of, our anniversary. And it is Valentine's Day weekend. So, And I don't give a fuck about the two teams in the Super Bowl. Uh, shout out to Tom Brady and the, and the fucking Buccaneers. Um, it's been a good ride. But he's now retired, which is crazy. It's another closing chapter crazy. of our life. Crazy. We're, we're getting old, man. We're old, man. And uh, so, yeah, I'm about to go to fucking Mexico. and then By I never... yourself on the flight. Yeah. And then Courtney flies by herself. Courtney's so... going to show, show up to the hotel the next day, and I'm going to be yeah. passed out with fucking El Dorado tequila on the ground <laughs> and, and prostitutes everywhere. Like, the babe, I was filming some content. I got to piss bad. Well, read those what? fucking names, I'm going to read those names, and when we're after that, we're going to sign off for the podcast. But remember, August 19th, we're having a family day here. August oh, August 20th. We're doing uh, a meetup at the Orlando Improv for my comedy show. Uh, And uh, we want to thank all these people for signing up. Gustavo Mendoza from Concord, North Carolina. Kyle Mayberry from Boyertown, Pennsylvania. Rory Havens from Kansas City. Christopher Farrow from Frederick, Maryland. Kyle McDonahue from Illinois. Dustin Thomas from Bradenton, Florida. Uh, Marizuz Bigos from Illinois. 
Matthew Schooner from Hampton, Georgia, Greg Sizemore from Winter Springs, Florida, Chris Hunt from Lakeland, Florida, Adam Justice from Ohio, Kyle Johnson from Keister, Minnesota, Pat Kusumoto. Hey, that's Pat who came here. Pat Kusumoto from Campbell, California, Nolan A. uh, Schlatcher from Oak Creek. Hey, Pat, thank you for signing up. Uh, Kristen Salazar from Amarillo, Texas, Kenny Melroy from Surprise, Arizona, and Brandon Roberts from Crew, Virginia. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for showing up. He's like, hurry up, get up. Mike's back for pissing. That's exactly it. We love you guys. (laughs) Hey, we love you. Thank you for being members. Uh, You're welcome for this free episode. Bye.